Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Welcome to Three Dudes with a View. Somebody's not muted on two things. It was me. Ooh. It well, was me. I've done. Grand Pooh Bomb forget to Oh, uh-huh, I know, I know. I'm the one who's supposed to get it right. I'm Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Clayton Harris, dude number two, is once again up on Mount Parnassus where our big tower of power up there <laughs> uh, needs a little tending to. We've had gremlins, it seems like every, I, every day it's one gremlin or another gets into our computers or our uh, levels or whatever. Coach Mike Lyle yeah. on the board, what do you got to say I think, about that? I, I think this morning he's up there to make sure the gremlins stayed out. They got them out yesterday. Uh, everything started working right about mid-morning and, and stuff like that, but he's going to make one more check to make sure we don't things don't go wonky on us. <laughs> Yeah, and yesterday he was back there in the back, and he had a. He's, I said, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm installing the Raspberry Pi, and I'm look." And the Raspberry Pi, folks, looks like, you know, something that would go inside uh, the SpaceX capsule. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's got transistors and wires all over it, and he's plugging these wires in, and I don't. Know, they would call transistors anymore. It's got electronic I, yeah, boards, whatever. That, I, that, yeah. that one's a little bit beyond my training so far. So uh. I mean, it, it is some sophisticated electronic device known as a Raspberry Pi. I have no idea what it does, but it's plugged up now. All right, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you, Mr. York? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. York. Yes, Good. sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you on, dude number one. All right, folks, we have got some very special guests and a very special and pressing problem for Murray County uh, to talk about here in a minute. Uh, but first, I want to talk about a story that's probably breaking or going to be breaking over the weekend. Uh, it, it, the, the report is that news outlets around the middle state are being contacted by the Andy Ogles campaign, where the Ogles campaign is claiming to have raised about a half a million dollars, uh, which would put them roughly on par with the other leading campaigns in the 5th Congressional District race. Now, this is suspect, to say the least, uh, because in in federal in elections, federal elections, state elections too, I think, uh, the candidates are required to file quarterly reports of their campaign finance progress. And these, of course, are filed under penalty of perjury, and uh, they, if they're not, if they're filed incorrectly, then the filer, the candidate, could be subject to criminal charges and imprisonment. Now, at the end of the last quarter, which was what the end of March, uh, Debbie, Debbie Matthews, regular special guest, dude, oh, how you doing? Good yeah. morning. Good morning. Sorry, sorry. I just no, I, that's okay. No, uh, it's good to be here. And I, I'm not the state filing periods. I think. Is the end of March, and the next one's mid-July or end-July? This is a federal election, though. Federal, yeah. And so, so um, 
And so the next quarterly report is going to be the 1st of July. Well, we're smack half dab in between them. There is there is not going to be a filing, and anything the Ogles campaign releases at this point, uh, even if it has proof, and nobody's suggested they've got any proof that that much money's been raised, they may, I don't know, just hadn't heard that yet. But right now, there is no requirement that a, that a filing be made under penalty of perjury. Now, what do you do if you haven't raised any money, which has been the persistent report up till now? Uh, unless at, the, at this point in a campaign, unless you can show that you are raising money, you're not going to raise any more money. Because people are saying, no, this campaign's getting no traction, and so the donors are not going to join. So you've got to... Uh, you've got to either show or appear to raise money in order to raise more money. So this is very suspect in uh, Republican circles as to whether any money's actually being raised. Now, my sources in Nashville tell me that the only significant fundraiser, uh, the you know, uh, there, there's folks that the way this works, they're you know, there's there's more than a handful, but there are a few large sources, Republican sources. They're mostly in Davidson, Williamson County, Rutherford County, where most of the money comes from, individuals. And uh, you, you've got to get in with those sources or you, you don't get anywhere. Uh, my sources in Nashville are telling me that the only significant Republican fundraiser trying to raise money or giving money to the Andes Ogles campaign is Lee Beeman. Uh, and my sources doubt that Beeman has uh, raised uh, a half a million, and if he has, it's come from out-of-state donors because my sources are telling me there are no significant in-state donors. Now, again, this is just what sources say, folks. Now, Lee Beeman, of course, owns Beeman Automotive, Beeman Pepsi Bottling Company, companies founded by his dad after the Second World War, and, and by all accounts, Lee has been a very uh, effective steward uh, of those resources, growing them and managing them well. Uh, however, his personal life has not been so successful. Here's an article from September 7, 2018. Auto dealer and conservative political megadonor Lee Beeman is due in court next week in his multi-million dollar divorce case. In her trial brief, Beeman's fourth wife alleges that Lee Beeman made her watch videos of him having sex with a prostitute, what he called training videos. On more than one occasion, Kelly Beeman alleges her husband persuaded her to have joint sexual encounters with prostitutes. Kelly Beeman says that Lee Beeman was so addicted to pornography that he would watch it on his iPad while sitting in the same room as his family, including his minor son. So there you go. Um, Maybe she just went up to pour it, Dale. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Lee, Lee Beeman and Andy Ogle. There we go. Uh, all right, folks, let's move on to some special guests and a very special problem we've got going here in Murray County where uh, we really do have uh, money to talk about here. First of all, Scott Summers, chair of Murray County Commission's Budget Committee. Uh, welcome back, Scott. How you doing? Good morning. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you back. And Eric Perriman, who is, uh, he's got some title. He's with the <laughs> central office at uh, 
at, here in Murray County Schools. But when, when what I think of him as when you when you go to see what kind of uh, improvements or new schools we're going to need five years in the next five years and how much they're going to cost. Uh, Eric Perriman is the man. Is that fair enough to say? Um, I, yes. I, I, I don't know that I, that's a title I relish <laughs> or a task that I sought out, but that is what's been given to us. So, yeah. Okay. Good and, morning, by the way. Yeah, good morning, Mr. Perriman. And, Scott, I'm going to read from an email that you sent me um, that about approximately, and, and Eric, you chime in on this because I assume that you're the source of this, uh, or largely the source, but Scott sent me an email uh, outlining what we're going to need in the next five years for our schools. And let me throw I was at a Chamber of Commerce event last week, and the the planners for the city of Spring Hill and the planners for the city of Columbia uh, were talking about what we're facing in terms of growth, and the and all the growth folks is in the city of Columbia or the city of Spring Hill. The the growth outside of those uh, two areas, out in the county or Mount Pleasant, is really not so significant. But in Columbia alone, now let me let me put this in perspective for you. In Columbia alone, we now have seventeen thousand households, apartments, houses, whatever, condos, seventeen thousand. Already approved and in the pipeline to be built in the next five years are 14,000. We're talking about doubling the number of households approximately in Columbia. The numbers for Spring Hill are very similar. We are in an explosion. And to, to, oh, the, the thing is, somebody said, well, what can be done to stop it? And they go, well, look, it's already been approved. <laughs> you know, And uh, very little. All right. Now, because of this, and I assume Scott and Eric, and y'all tell me how y'all came to this, but here's what uh, what Murray County is, a schedule of what Murray County School System is looking at in the next five years. Future site land purchase, $5 million. North Columbia Elementary School, 33500000 Major maintenance, $4 million. Spring Hill High School building campus renovation, Fifteen million, uh, elementary school Columbia the rebuild of the old Baker School thirty three and a half million, elementary school uh, Calioka Zone thirty three and a half million, uh, MPES addition what what's that Mount Pleasant yeah. Elementary Mount Pleasant Elementary addition nine million, athletic facility completion and renovation. Uh, five million. Where will that Eric be, Eric? That'll be spread across the district. Okay. It's it's five it's five million over three years. It's a total of fifteen million. Okay. And then uh, central office, uh, ten million dollars, which I assume you're going to build a new one or something like that. All right. So what's the grand total there, folks? I didn't add it up. Uh, the the grand total, if you go through the five year that we took back, uh, the commission actually asked us to. Do a little bit of modifying for that over five years was one hundred eighty-one million six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, uh, and that was based on the five-year plan that the board accepted in January. We do update that five-year plan in June of each year, and then in January of each year. So, actually, this morning before I left to come over here, uh, I am updating uh, the five-year plan to give to uh, our board 
to say since you talked in January and we've looked at uh, the new growth in in Spring Hill and in Columbia, and those are two. You're correct. The the two primary. Uh, we've met with those folks. We take their their numbers and overlay them. We've got some additions to that five year plan that we'll discuss in our meeting next week. So the that that 181 million is is I told the commission the other night it's probably the lowest you're going to see that number in the next five years. Yeah, and of course we've already faced a situation where the New Spring Hill High School we issued 74 million dollars worth of bonds to build that, and it turns out that that project may be north of 100 million now and just cost increases and overruns that have occurred in, what, six months or a year. Scott Summers, it, 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 did I have that right? Is it is that is that what the uh, county's information is basically at this time? Yes, sir, that's correct. It's, it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a daunting task for sure to be able to, to try to fund some of these uh, projects. Okay, and I believe you told me, and then tell me if I was right or this is still the case, that that your your rough projection was that it would require to fund this would require a roughly a 20% increase in the property tax rate in Murray County and that's before you even get teachers in the schools right that's that's correct but that was based on the initial number of 159 million as opposed to the 186 but i believe that 180 uh number may include buses is that correct eric yeah it includes our 189 fund yeah. as well um, so, yeah, so, so some so of that the, would be so the so, so the twenty percent probably still holds holds true to that. Yeah, the one just fi- for the just for the capital, just right? The, the one fifty nine number for capital didn't increase at all, right? Okay. But that that still means we got to put teachers in those schools. We got to get fire protection. We got to get roads to the schools. We got to do all the other things that go with putting up school, right? Correct. You but but the county doesn't provide you know fire protection and sewer. Uh, or water actually uh the, the the county consists of several different uh you know uh utility companies or utility uh uh okay consort consortium so we don't we, we don't have to I understand know, to deal saying. with that sort of thing yeah but you got to put teachers in those schools absolutely okay and i'm not sure what the percentage of you know operation cost per you know per plant that would be of course uh, you know one of those is a replacement baker so you would you, there would not be a you know any new additional staff potentially for that for that site. There you go. All right, folks, it's time for our first break. So I, I think we've outlined the problem though here. Uh, okay. We are we are up against a rock and a hard place. So let's take a break and come back and talk about it. Yes. Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Welcome back to Three Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is up at our Tower of Power on Mount Parnassus trying to purge the gremlins of radio. Make sure that this all gets on the air and somebody can hear it. Mr. Jim York, dude, number one, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to have you. Debbie Matthews, regular special guest, dude. How are you? Good morning. So happy to be here this morning to hear this important subject that affects us all. And this one's hard to unpack. We've got, and of course, Mr. York is the former chair of the Murray County School Board. Now, Scott Summers 
is our special guest today. He is currently the chair of the Murray County Budget Committee. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Good morning. All right. And Eric Perriman is here with us. He is with the Central Office of Murray County School System, and he's the chief staff member tasked with helping the school. Now, how this works, the school board's got to decide what, what they need, what it's going to take to educate the kids, and then the school board's got to go to the county commission, Scott Summers, to get the money to make that happen. So, Eric, don't shoot Eric over any of this. <laughs> he's just the messenger. Um, he's the one who's you know meets with the cities and and the county and all that and tries to determine how many new uh, families they're going to be, how many children, what ages they're going to be, what not, and then to look at our existing um, schools and and facilities and determine what we're going to need to make it happen for all these new folks. Eric, have I got that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so he he helps the school board. Uh, formulate their recommendations, which are then taken to Scott Summers and his fellow commissioners for potential funding. And as Scott said just a minute ago, to do all these schools and projects that it's going to take to meet this new population in the next five years, you're looking at roughly a 20% property tax hike increase. Right, Scott? That's correct, and I will say this: Eric does take his fair share of shots because uh, <laughs> yeah. before the, the commission, uh, and he handles it. He handles it pretty well. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Now he is just the messenger. That's for sure. He's the messenger, and now, folks, let me let me read to to set this up. Now, a lot of people go, and I'm sorry, to Eric Scott. Y'all just chime in here anywhere you want. Uh, a lot of people go, well, Williamson County and Rutherford County have done this. Uh, what, what, what's the difference? Well, I'll tell you two major differences. First of all, they both have an impact fee, about fifteen to $20,000 per new rooftop. Now, they got the, we went to the legislature this year, and the legislature said, no, 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 Murray County, I'm sorry, uh, we're not going to give you an impact fee. And uh, so we're left with nothing but a property county property tax to fund our school system. Now, the other thing Rutherford and Williamson County have is uh, they have city school systems. Uh, Franklin has its own special school district. Murfreesboro has its own special school district. So in contrast to Murray County, where the county's got to pay for it all, uh, the city of Columbia and the city of Spring Hill basically contribute nothing to the school system uh and i'll tell you scott i'll tell you something i found out last week i ate lunch next to the former mayor of spring hill uh they got it done back in the 80s or 90s before the legislature changed its mind they get a fifteen thousand dollar impact fee per three thousand square foot house but uh none of that goes to the school system does it scott no i believe that goes toward you know they're funding their you know the other impacts you know for construction ro- you know road construction and uh, utilities and all that all that yeah. all that other yeah. stuff that, yeah. that they have yeah. to fund well no. there's still sewer lines that the city has to run and the current Correct. people in Columbia take on the sewer bond for it to be run out to wherever the school is so the city participates with fire service because we'll end up putting a fire hall out there that is full time unlike the county. Yeah, but, Police, uh, but they're not they're so, not fully funding, you know, and No, but the county city people are paying their county taxes to fund the the county schools. Well, uh, the city, you know, the city's getting a 5% raise. You got 15 police cars that show up for a jaywalking. 
Uh, and the city of Spring Hill is getting a fifteen thousand dollar impact fee. That's um, the that's that right there is the most important thing that you said right there regarding yeah, the city. Yeah, you know? I mean that. And one of the solutions I've proposed, and some people are starting to take it seriously. I was sort of a joke at first, Scott. I said, you know, let's get the keys to all the uh, city of Spring Hill and county and city of Columbia schools, and just take them to the mayors. You know, say. Uh, Chaz, uh, you know, here's the keys to every school inside the inside the city limits. It's your baby now. Well, well, let's let's put this let's put this in perspective. You're talking about dropping keys at the mayor's office. The planning commission has a building uh, growth ordinance that I passed, the comprehensive growth plan, and they are running over those numbers. They have been for the last four years. I mean, there are guidelines on how dense that this can be. Now, there's urban neighborhoods, which are denser within the city, but as it goes out, it's supposed to go uh, sprinkled down yeah, into and, density. And the other problem is the cities have no skin in the game. And, the uh, well, you, you know, they may have to run a sewer or a fire station, but when they approve, they're the ones, all the, the vast majority of the new houses are within the city of Columbia or the city of Spring Hill. And so when these mega developments come to them, uh, the you know the cities oh well the county is just going to have to build those schools you know I mean uh, well, they don't have I will say Delk, I will say that if you know the cities are 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 running the water lines and the sewer lines out to the schools of course but that's not the necessary purpose of the reason why they're running those water and sewer lines out there they're doing that for the new development and reaping the benefits of that new development yes that's they're a, not doing it they're not doing it for the schools and, and because, because of the historical anomaly of the way our school system is set up the county which is least able to pay is taking it on the chin here now, let me let me read let, let me do clarify something okay, yeah, Eric, shoot. the state weighed in a few years ago uh, I don't know if you guys watched what happened in Shelby County in Memphis a few years ago where Memphis City Schools basically said, we're not going to be a school system anymore, and they dissolved, and Shelby County was forced to take on Memphis City Schools. They used to be two different entities. Right. At that point, I remember that well. Yeah. At that point, what happened in Shelby County is Collierville, Germantown, Cordova, everywhere out there, Bartlett, everywhere that could form their own special school district – to get out of Shelby County schools, they did. Right. So now the state will not allow the formation of any special school districts. So there's no way under the current system that the state allows that we give those schools up. And well, the cities it, know that. Uh, yeah, but but now, Eric, I've, I've, I, I talked to our representative Specky about it, and he said that uh, it wouldn't be any trouble to get the legislature to approve. Uh, he, in his opinion, he could quickly have the legislature approve. A, a special city school district for Spring Hill or for Columbia. Now, you know, this you know, that this is sort of, I mean, this is not anything that anybody's really talking about seriously at this point. Uh, what what I do to, 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 the reason I bring it up is to illustrate, though, that the poor old county uh, just doesn't have the tax the base. resources. And the resources. And the cities are living pretty large, uh, and they're approving these developments without skin in the game. Uh, for instance, and another another fact about Murray County is our tax base. Um, every one cent increase on the tax on the mill rate, again, it's, it's called, in Murray yes. County gets you about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. A one cent increase in Rutherford or Williamson gets you well over a million dollars. Right, exactly. That's correct, and 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 we'll, we will be talking about that mill rate tonight at our special called budget meeting. 
Okay. Yeah, you've got to equalize the mill rate after the reassessment, right? Yeah, you'll have to, you know, you take that mill rate and then you, you take that percentage of what that increased by and then you decrease the, you know, the tax rate to make it equalize instead of, because you can't take in any more money than you took in last year. So, But that right. pot will uh, be spread around and there will be some existing that means, are going if, to have if the increase. relative value of your yeah. property is increased if you're, if you're increase. a, if, yeah i don't i don't really want to get into property yeah let's don't get into that yeah <laughs> because that's <laughs> because the, the the county commission has nothing to do with property values that's, right. that's bobby but, daniels but, but property the, assessors and and but bobby daniels will be yeah. on next oh, monday to talk about bobby. bobby poor bobby yeah, yeah i mean he's getting, he's getting death threats and all sorts well, of stuff well the, the property that's a different subject yes but the problem is the problem is when we talk about you know people go williams county and rutherford county have done this we do not have the resources or the structure. The population, that they have. frankly, well, just don't. We don't, we, have the, whole, we don't have the whole the, deal, Delk. If you're gonna, if if the general assembly approves a special school district in Murray County, and the funding is going to be the same for the city as it is for the county, and like you say, you don't have the base to support it, they're going to have to prove that a special school district can be supported uh, with the tax. Yeah, but as I said, Miss York, I mainly just bring this up to illustrate what the difference is between our neighboring county and how they've managed to cope with the same type of growth. And we don't have the tools and resources available to us that they had or will, and we won't have those tools and resources. And I think what we see is as people move, everyone thinks houses means a lot more money. And it really doesn't. It just means more of a tax on the county, not just from the school system, but from every every other resource that we have to provide. We're not seeing commercial growth to support the number of folks coming. So a lot of the communities that are coming in, if you look, they're close to the interstate. They're basically just uh, bedroom communities where folks are they're spending their money in Williamson County and in Rutherford County, and they're sleeping in Murray. And, you know, if this growth is coming and, and – from every indication that we see and the folks we meet with, it's not slowing down. There has to be some sort of happy median to offset that and to have businesses that are going to come in and provide actually money to this district. Yeah. So we have That's to, catch, problem. We right, have now, to catch that sales tax. Just to give you an example. Debbie, Debbie okay, let, let me read a letter from uh, one of the, our candidates for county commission. Okay. Uh, it's, and this is a letter that uh, was I'm not sure who it was sent to. Let's see. To the, I think it was just a, a letter, an open letter. My name is Gabe Howard, and I am running for county commissioner in the 8th District and live close to, this, to the proposed annexation. We must come together as a community and stop this uncontrollable growth as it will have consequences. Growth must pay for growth. That's something almost everybody agrees on these days. But when the legislature turned back down our impact fee, there you go. All right. An enormous development is planned for Bear Creek Pike near the intersection of Highway 31. It encompasses nearly 400 acres, and it intends 1,400 new apartments, townhomes, and homes. The development is situated between two bodies of water, Bear Creek and the Duck River. It spans well over a mile of the Duck River. Public resources show culture land developers in Tampa, Florida, purchased the land last month for $10 million dollars before approval from our planning commission and annexation. Is this a bold gamble or is it a sure thing for Coulter? This is one of many developments the planning commission is reviewing. Reviewing. We should all be asking serious questions of our commissioners, city council, and city mayor. 
is a hub of high-density housing, what Columbia residents want for our city. Is Bear Creek Pike at Highway 31 already too congested? Is Columbia infrastructure ready for this many new residents? Are our schools, emergency response teams, water resources, electricity? Does this mean development development affect the ecological system of the river and, and a sizable creek pollutants? There are many that say we can't stop the development. Agreed, says candidate. Um, let's see, what's his name? What was Ga- his name? Gabe Howard. Howard. Yeah, candidate Gabe Howard. Yeah, he's Ag- awesome. Agreed, says candidate Gabe, Gabe Howard. But no one agrees that means we can burden taxpayers and drastically change our community without any thought for the hardships imposed on the rest of us. This development will increase the single-family residential units of Columbia by almost 10%. The cost of taxpayers for schooling, water, sewer, roads, and new bridge over the Duck River on Iron Bridge Road, all to name just some of the expected expenditures, could stretch easily into the tens, but maybe even to the hundreds million range or more. Who will shoulder that expense? Expense? The residents of this county? What will out-of-state corporate owner do? Profit? Move on. This is not fair. It will change our community. However, not to mention the burden of our children of having to pay for it. Let me say one thing that's interesting to me, because I'm involved in land deals and purchases, but most developers, especially local developers, they will not go ahead and buy a property until they work it through the planning commission um, and getting their zoning and pulling into annex. It's all contingent on those things. And for this developer to pay $10 bucks and get that done already without these approvals, I want to know who is behind the purchase of this land to these developers, and I want to know how they're so sure it's going to get through. That is a very funny thing to me. Right all right, and, and folks, the way this works, and this here's another wrinkle. Uh, right now this says county land. The county, it, it, it's, it, it's not outside the city limits of Columbia. The county theoretically controls the growth there, and they're the ones that would have to pay for the school there. However, if you, if you buy land that adjoins the city, yes. then you are the sole owner. You can. And so if you consent mm-hmm. to being annexed by the city, then you get annexed. And so, again, the city's going to approve 1,400 homes and not pay for the schools. Right. Um, well, they're going to want to be on the sewer line. Because if you're not on a sewer line, then you have to have one acre per home for a, a, per, for a septic tank. If you want denser, you have to go on the sewer line or you have to put in a pump station, which are very expensive. And so this is this is why it's going to be annexed in so they can get on right, it. All right. And so ultimately, let's, let's take a break and come back. But ultimately, the taxpayers of Murray County, the voters, are going to decide on what the commission does. And, you know, at that kind of rates, it's conceivable to me. We'll talk about it, Scott. We'll come back that the people of Murray County will just say, hell no, have your school under a cedar tree. And, uh, that's, uh, it's happened before, and brilliant minds came out from under that cedar tree. Yep. It's a thought. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinics, our Right Care Primary Care Clinic that's open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday, and the Kroger Shopping Center now has a new primary care provider, Miss Terry Locker. You may know her from Columbia State or the Murray Regional Medical Center ER. If you are tired of being rushed in and out of your primary care provider's office, come see Terry. She's going to sit down with you, treat you like family, and get your health care needs under control. Right Care Primary Care, open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Wow, Linda, everything in your backyard looks so green and beautiful. What's the one over there? That's a flowering dogwood. And what about that one? That's a star magnolia. Ooh, and how about those over there? Oh, those are the new May Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. With chances to win up to $500,000, they might be the greenest thing I've planned all year. Don't just settle for a green thumb this spring. Go for a greener wallet with new Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You'd be amazed to learn what one Tennessee lottery ticket can lead to. For you, it could be lucky, but for others, it could open the door to so much more. With more than $6 billion raised for education, the Tennessee Lottery has proudly funded over 1.5 million scholarships and grants. That means, on average, more than 130,000 Tennesseans every year continue their education just because you played. The Tennessee Education Lottery, game-changing, education-benefiting fun. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. He's found a dime, loaded up and 
trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch old bandit run. Welcome back to Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three, dude number two. Clayton Harris looks like he's joined us remotely somewhere. Where are you, Clayton? I'm in the building, Del. I'm in my office right now uh, speaking with our sales manager, James Dickinson, and uh, just going over a few things, and I can report that everything up at the tower looks good. So, Yay. All right. The gremlins have been banished. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Mr. Jim York, dude number one, how you doing? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, uh, Chair Murray County Republican Party, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. All right. Del, uh, Del, let me share a little. little let, let, me get our, let me get our guests introduced and then okay. go ahead. And then our guest today, Scott Summers, Chair of the Budget Committee, Murray County Commission. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. And Good morning. Eric Perriman, who is uh, at the central office, and he's got a title, but he'd be the dude who figures out uh, how much growth we're going to have and where, and so what facilities and other things are going to be required to provide the schools uh, to educate those folks coming in that, that we're, the tremendous amount of growth. And he's he working with the uh, uh, working with the school board. Of course, that's what he does. He Derek advises the school board. He's their resources when they go. What are we going to need in the next five years to educate these kids? They go to Eric. And uh, and so, working with Eric, they come up with a plan that what they think they're going to need, and they take it to the county commission, Scott Summers, uh, to uh, see whether the commission will fund it. Uh, and right now, we're looking at about uh, estimates are 186 billion over the next five years for the facilities that will be required. That's million. Yeah, million. <laughs> oh wait, no. Excuse me, million. Thank you, thank you, We're million. For Jesus. Yeah, I know, I know. Thank you. It scared me. It made well, everybody feel better. No, that means it did. I know. Now we get a deal. Yeah, We're now we get a deal. It feels like a deal. It's still that's still a, that's still about a fifth of a billion though, and uh, and uh, uh, roughly it's going to take a twenty percent county property tax increase, which is the only place we can go to get the money uh, to fund this, and. Uh, uh, so there you go. Now, Mr. York, you had uh, something you wanted to jump in on? Yeah. Uh, we, Like you say, we always compare Williamson County with Murray County, which is no comparison at all. I worked in Williamson County when before Cool Springs was developed and saw Cool Springs develop. What they did, which is not rocket scientists, they had the Chamber of Commerce all the big businessmen, people with money, people without money, come together and become a lobbying group to get high-paying jobs into Williamson County. Now, Williamson County was building $250,000 homes when homes in Murray County was still at 100 and 100 plus. So they band together. They, they lobbied for businesses to come in with high-paying jobs so people could afford the 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 large amounts of, of homes plus pay whatever impact fees that were required. Uh, they were not so isolated that they tried to get their parcel of land sold to big businesses. They worked together to have a, 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 an agreement that 
they wanted the business to locate wherever it was most fit for Cool Springs. I saw Cool Springs develop like crazy. They had uh, apartments for $1,400 with nowhere to park your car, and they were selling like hotcakes, and people were moving into them. So Williamson County became business-friendly, and that's why you see the health care company explosion that paid high-priced high uh, salaries to workers, and workers could afford. So Murray County has got to make a decision. Do you want to be a little bedroom community and little little uh, uh, peach of the South, or do you want to become a viable business entity for people to move and to live in? Well, so, I, Mr. York, I, I mean, those are great points. I appreciate it. But that that's what these planners were telling us the other day with Spring Hill and Columbia. This is a done deal. Uh, 14,000 new homes have been approved in Columbia and a similar amount in Spring Hill. Uh, it's 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 a done deal, Scott Summers. What now? Are there just now? You're you're getting off the ship. You're you're. Uh, thank you for your service. I've heard nothing but positive things thank about you. about you uh, on the commission. Uh, but thank you. and I guess you've just chosen to take a, a well deserved rest and are not seeking reelection. But um, looking ahead, eight years is a long time. Yeah, and it takes a lot of your time and time from your family. I know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I think I hate it that you're going, but I understand. Thank you for your service. Um, where, where do you see the commission going with this, Scott? I mean, a 20%. I've, I've seen this happen, uh, similar type tax raises, where every commissioner who voted I got uh, defeated the yeah. next election. Well, well here's, here's, here's what I asked the school board to do late last month when, when Mr. Perriman came to present their, their five-year plan, they asked for all the money at one, year one, the $158 million for the capital. So what I asked them to do was actually prioritize it over a five-year period. If it's a five-year plan, give us what you're wanting to build year one, year two, year three, year four, year five with an actual number associated with that that way you can tell what it would cost each additional year and you could spread that cost out over the five years right and so this year they actually asked for about 56 million dollars uh for year one and the the budget committee took under consideration a 60 a 50 million dollar uh, borrowing for this first year now that, that hasn't been voted on by the full commission or or anything like that it's just under consideration right now but that that would be about a a 13 to 14 cent increase for that 50 million that they're asking for for this year so you just spread that out when you, you know when you need it and not ask for that all that money at one time so uh, another thing that i that i stressed to the commission too was you know, this is not the same Murray County that that I that I got elected into eight years ago. Uh, you know, for many many years, you know, uh, MCPS asked for a central high school, like for ten plus years in a row, and you know, the county commission kept denying, kept denying, kept denying, and finally, the county commission approved that project. We're at a point right now to where if you deny a, a capital project, you're probably going to be, you know, trying to figure out where you're going to put kids. You know, are you going to have classes, you know, out in the schoolyard, uh, portables, uh, which is the school board does not want to go that route. And I understand that. But, but 
you know, we are at a different point than we were eight years ago and even four years ago. So, I, you know, if you can break it up over those five years, ten years, you know, and Mr. Perriman has said, you know, that that, that those plans are going to change, you know, twice a year or so. Uh, but but having that five-year plan broken up into, into the cost each year, I think, is a, is, a, is a way to look at it and a way to – way for the commission to kind of strategize as to how how they can they can move forward with that can i say to that too sure mr sumners and i have been talking probably for close to a year about an ongoing uh revenue uh, a a way to fund these things that aren't going to tax the folks that are already here the impact fees obviously were which, were which was denied by the legislature. which was denied, and that that's huge because that was going to be a funding source that would have been there, and it would have it would have helped pay for what's coming. And and everybody, you know, all of our leaders, and and even our, you know, Debbie Matthews was up there. Uh, right. Uh, well, I've uh, been fighting for it as a city council person for nine years. When I was on there, yeah. I mean, we we knew the growth was coming. We did a comprehensive growth plan. If everybody would just follow the plan. It would it would help on density, but let me yes. say there's a couple of other. But the things. legislature is hobbled. Well, there's a couple other things that can be done, Scott, and this is one thing that if I had my druthers or I had a say or queen for the day or mayor at some point, whatever is is that every developer should be approached that they have to donate a certain percentage of whatever that that land that they buy either to be given back for a school or a park. So this $5 billion that's on this ticket right now for land, there's got to be ways to get current developers to give up some land for a school site. And again, Debbie, that goes back, though, again, the cities of Spring Hill and Columbia are the ones that are approving this development. Murray County, who runs the schools, has got no control. Scott, let me, so, but I want to get back to, and and Eric, thank you. I I want to get back, though, to talking about, so the the present plan, I gather, is to to try to take take it one year at a time, and uh, then the commission would fund that year, and if I'm reading between the lines, though, uh, any... Any increment, any any this year, the fifty six million or the fifty million, is going to take a tax increase. Uh, you're nodding your head. Yes. Yes. Correct. And, yeah, that that's true. You know, and and maybe in years to come, we would have some debt drop off, which would free up some revenue or as you right. as we call it, pennies within the the fund that right. that funds the debt service. So if we have debt that falls off, that that debt that falls off could potentially help offset, you know, increase that year. But, but, but we're talking about an, we're talking about an annual expenditure, right, basically right. of uh, forty to fifty million dollars, probably, and a commensurate tax increase every year. Well, Scott, Scott, anyway, wait, 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 let's make sure I've got that right, right. for Scott. Potentially, if that's what the commission decides to do, of course, the commission always can vote no. I, I don't know how the commission's going to go. I don't know how the vote's going to go this year. Can, can, right. I, can I say you one know, thing? Just, yeah, I, Eric, I know you're pushing time. Yeah, Eric, go, I, I, wanna, I just want to make sure everybody understands this. Scott's group with the budget committee and, and this school board have spent hours. I, I speak for this school board to say that I know they have at least 30 to 40 hours into actually discussing, Easy. meeting, talking about Easy. At, in retreats before we ever put anything on paper. We are committed to being the least intrusive that we can to you and to every resident in this county. And we look at our current resources, how we use what we have before we say we need anything that's different. Mr. Sumner's asked us that every time. Can we do that? 
his 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 budget committee asked us the same thing. Are you making use of this? And we don't want to be the burden. We don't want to be what's there. But as we look at this, we know a school takes two to three years to build. And if numbers are what there are now, what are they going to be in 24 to 36 months? And and that's what we're chasing all the time. And Scott. All right. Scott's so, folks, we are. And Scott. So, Eric, well, you know, you've illustrated. I mean, your job, the school's, right. school system's job. I mean, you can't control the growth. Right. But, you can't do anything about these new families. Uh, but they're coming, they and are. you are tasked with educating them. And I can't. And, and the county commission is tasked with funding what it takes to educate them. But now, Scott, what? And like you said, you said you don't you don't know what the commission is going to do. You are uh, retiring. From I'm one year. vote. Yeah. I'm, I'm one vote. Yeah. Now, now, what what if the commission just says? No, or, or what if everybody who votes aye for these tax increases, and I've, I have seen this in my lifetime, every last one of them gets defeated in the next election. Uh, yeah. What what happens then? Are we holding school under cedar trees? Potentially, or in or in you know or in portables, but you know you, you can't you, you, as a as an elected official, you can't be worried about your next election. Uh, most most are not. You know, so you have to do what's what you think is the best, you know, for the county. Yeah, forward. I mean, all I'm pointing and, out though is uh, that the, the right. Scott, voters what about license oh, tag fees. Yeah, hopefully the, the tag fees the vo- go go to pay for the jail or or, or the jail and for uh, uh, highway. Yeah, and we can't funding. do it with a bank sale either, yeah, Mister Jordan. Well, no, well, Scott, I can't. All right, all right, folks, folks, we are we are out of here. But the point is. We've we've outlined a, a tremendous problem, and Scott Summers is being responsible in that. You know, you you it's very difficult to run from this problem. You can't just throw up your hands and say hell no. And it's a problem though that the commission has no control over. Right. The school board has no control over, and uh, so we got trouble. Well, and, uh, I hope the good. next, com- uh, briefly, I hope the next commission goes back to the state, asks for a, a, a amendment to the County Powers Act that gives them a little bit more money, yes, uh, so they can so they can implement that County yes. Powers Act, and yes. if not, then they can potentially. And Scott, I and, kept and hearing and your Scott, voice talking Scott. about interest rates raising last year when you said we probably need to get this money last year, or interest rates are going yes. up, and look what has Scott happened. Scott Summers, thank you for your service. Yes.